Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Guy podcast. I'm Marvin and my call sign is W0MET. Whether you're an experienced ham or just getting started, this podcast is for you. We're bringing you the latest of topics, news, and information, all things amateur radio. Each episode right here to this show, subscribe where you get your podcast and stay tuned each week as we uh, provide you content. Well, we are just a week away from Huntsville 2023, and we're looking forward to the time being there this year. As uh, uh, Some of you may know, I'm the president of Winterfield Day, and the Winterfield Day Association is having their very first amateur radio ham fest uh, table set up. So come by, grab some swag from us. Uh, we've got all kinds of goodies to give away this year, and uh, looking uh, looking forward to seeing everybody and uh, hopefully getting a positive response in our booth for the first time. So uh, please stop by and see us if you're going to be there at the Huntsville Ham Fest in Alabama, uh, September, I'm sorry, August 19th and 20th. Uh, I'll also be walking around and doing some live interviews with various vendors uh, on the podcast. So stay tuned to some of those live podcasts uh, while at the Huntsville Ham Fest, and uh, we'll bring you some good content from that as well. Well, I bought my very first enclosed trailer and that I'll be working on slowly over the next several months, kind of preparing that for Winterfield Day and getting that ready for some communications and some power and kind of looking to do multi-service uh, with that. Um, but I, I will use it as communications in the end. And so I hope you'll embark with me on this journey as I begin to build out this trailer and outfit it and find the parts and everything I need to be able to do that. Um, it, it's going to certainly come with challenges and lessons learned, determining the right equipment for it, etc. Getting the proper layout and certainly doing a, a, a drawing, uh, probably use a program like draw.io to help pro, uh, lay out what I need for each component uh, from fuses and uh, just uh, a, a, a distribution panel and my generator cord coming in and all those different things. So. Uh, you know, certainly hang with me through that as I begin that journey here. Uh, probably sometime in September, October, uh, we'll start to look at that. So just something to stay tuned with and to learn out some of those things. Um, learn as we go with along, with along, along with some of those things. Well, the other thing is I'm creating an Amazon affiliate page. So some of those things I'll be getting from Amazon. Uh, hopefully those are things that you will check out that as I bring that forward and share some of my favorite items that I'm using in my ham radio gear personally. And I outfit my bags and gear with some of the best products. Uh, I'm hoping that you'll be able to pick up on some of those. And I should have this out in the next week or two as well. And uh, find those items that I'm using in, in my everyday gear. Uh, even things from, from the podcast, uh, all the way to uh, what I use for a certain cable, uh, maybe for a radio or uh, something along those lines for other audio. Another project I'm working on uh, that I was able to accomplish this past week, which I'm very happy about. Uh, I mentioned this a couple weeks, I think, in my last podcast, that I'm trying to convert uh, all of my ham radio over to my Mac and use Mac and Apple MacBook and my Apple Mini uh, computers as my primary sources of computers. And so that means I'm having to look at logging programs and things like that and done a lot of research around some of this. And... I was able to uh, find one that I, I felt like I felt comfortable with 
And I want to talk about this for a minute as I was able to download the MacLogger DX. Now, I say that they have some pretty responsive staff as I had a message back from them in less than 12 hours after I'd sent them a help support ticket. And I was able to resolve my issue in getting the Yaesu FT891 connected to my laptop. My MacBook or iPad will now be my choice of computer for going out for field operations, for POTA, and that's what I'm going to be using instead of my Windows machine. Uh, again, just even this past week, having to pull it up for a couple things. Uh, Windows had to go and do a bunch of updates, things like that, and it's just so annoying. Um, so I'm still learning MacLogger DX, but I think it has some pretty good features. Now, it was $95. I'll admit, it was a little on the steep side. I thought that was a little high for a program, uh, but it's once and done. Um, Ham Radio Deluxe is like 40, 50 bucks a year on you know a 30% discount. You get it on renewal time. So I pay for that too. That's on my Windows program. I, I'm kind of hoping you know it'll come to the Mac eventually, but they're they're about a year out or so. So your man here is just like I can't wait any longer for that. So MacLogger DX does have interaction with WSJTX as well, and so. That's, it's got that going for it, and that's good. Uh, so I can do a little digital if I want. And, you know, for those who are maybe looking at doing the same thing or, you know, have a Mac and just not sure how to make it work, uh, feel free to reach out to me, comment, um, have, send me questions. W0MET at net. Uh, glad to help you out. Uh, I'm getting this figured out. Um, I don't know it all. I, I don't have all the answers. I'm still trying to get there but uh i'm not i'm done with windows i'm just period that's going to be the way it's going to be um so you know i still got to figure out winlink it's um on my, on my for linux i'm using the parallels program through my mac but i feel that this is the way to go um you know and i'll say I'll, I'll keep a windows machine around for programming and a few things like that here and there but it is certainly not going to be my primary machine by any means so uh you know that's all i gotta say about that this week and I'm, I'm i'm done with windows and we're gonna move on um enough with that one i thought about doing a vendor highlight this week and i was kind of like well who do i highlight and, and what do i do uh for a vendor highlight this week and and i i guess i would really you know maybe kind of go back to what i was just talking about is MacLogger DX. Uh, it seems to be a pretty good program, a decent response from their customer service. They have a whole crap load of radios they interact with. So I think if you got one, you, you can probably hook it up if you're a Mac person. So, uh, you know, all kinds of Yesus, I, you know, ICOMs, I, I think even a couple of Kenwoods in there. So don't be afraid to try it. Uh, you get it. Here's my problem with MacLogger DX. And, and I've I'll tell you it's the good thing and the bad things. I'll, I'll be honest with it. I'm, I'm not always going to be a positive. This is, these aren't sponsored vendor highlights. These are all of my own opinion, but something I want to be able to share with you guys and, and let you know what's good and what's bad out there so you don't have to you know, bear some of those costs and burdens that I go through. Um, and so, you know, again, they're not sponsored. I, I can say what I want about them, uh, and I'll you know, give my honest opinion. Again, it's kind of steep for that $95. But at the same time, um, I think it's missing a few things. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit quick here for having to hit logbook. Uh, it has a great DX uh, spotting page on it. 
Again, it's got the WSJTX integration, uh, but uh, you know it, it's got a lot of different options for you know getting, getting radios connected and stuff. It's pretty easy for the most part, but uh, you know it, it was just that steep on the price. Uh, a little disappointed around that, but I think it's going to be a good program to use uh, on the field. So, anyway, uh, that's my vendor highlight. I will go over to uh, our sponsors. We've got to appreciate them. We, they help us out in the show. They do a lot of our back-end work, um, keeping our webpage up and running and uh, things like that. And our sponsor this week is Club Gear Online for all your POTA swag and ham radio gear, uh, from the desktop mats to badges and keychains. Uh, visit, club, club, uh, visit Club Gear Online. Uh, they, they have what you need. I'm sure you can find plenty of swag there. If you don't have it, he can customize it for you uh, for custom chips, QSL cards, uh, you know, different mouse pads. Even if you want a, uh, a coaster, you can do custom coasters. He did that one for a, uh, a ham club back last Christmas. Uh, just email him direct from the website or visit Club Gear Online. He's also on Etsy. He's got some products out there. He's still trying to build out some of those uh, different products and add more to his stuff. He's got new T-shirts and stuff coming out as well. He'll be at the Huntsville Ham Fest. Visit clubgearonline.com uh, for all your POTA and ham radio swag. He's continued to expand more on the ham radio side of not just POTA stuff as well. Um, so there you go. If you'd like to help be able to support the channel and become a patron, look for me on buymeacoffee.com forward slash the ham radio guy. Uh, trying to continue to improve that page. There's three levels you can support me at. I'm still going to keep it. Uh, you know, some people have gone to one level. Uh, I'll keep it, you know, variety out there for you for those technicians, generals, or extras. And hey, if you're a technician and you want to, you know, get the extra, the extra goods and the time uh, to be able to, you know, bump up your questions to me or uh, be able to see information a little bit sooner, you can certainly do that. Or if you want to stay at the technician level and just give me a little support and say, hey, thanks for supporting the channel, uh, you know, enjoy listening to podcasts. You can do the technician level at just a, a dollar a month, uh, pretty cheap, so 12 bucks a year. Uh, it helps support the channel. We've got costs from uh, just doing, you know, the different subscriptions that are required from Apple, uh, the website, things like that, uh, you know, the program I use to record an audio. Um, so those things, you know, continued costs that go on that uh, kind of pour out. So if you could help support that a little bit, I'd be greatly appreciated to that. And, uh, you know, support the channel at just a dollar a month or, again, get the extra class memberships with more benefits. So uh, it's there for you. And, uh, you know, I try and release some early content and hope that you'll uh, be able to take advantage of some of those things along the way. Well, uh, one thing we're going to get into is a little news here. Let's hear that. And for our news this week, the Hurricane WatchNet is looking for more operators. We go to Randy Sly, W4XJ, with more on this story. 
As the Atlantic hurricane season enters its second month, Bobby Graves, KB5HAV, manager of the Hurricane WatchNet, is sending out a CQ for new net control operators. These operators are critical to the mission of providing ground truth weather reports for the National Hurricane Center in Miami. Bobby said he is especially looking for bilingual operators who are fluent in Spanish and English or French Creole and English, as many of the areas threatened by hurricanes speak those languages. Net control stations don't need to live in a hurricane-endangered area. In fact, given propagation and safety, it is beneficial to live farther away. Not everyone who applies is accepted. New net control stations must also serve a probationary period under the supervision of the net training officer to learn the HWN operating procedures, tune their operating skills, and help remove any undesirable operating practices. As Bobby told AR Newsline, the heritage of the Hurricane Watch Net is built upon service during extreme conditions. We are looking for men and women who can operate in a professional manner and accept the challenges emergency services personnel face every day, specifically with long hours and unpredictable schedules. Interested amateur radio operators can find out more at hwn.org. And from the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, as part of its mission to protect amateur radio, has filed comments against the proposal that would introduce a high-power uh, adjacent, would introduce high-power digital communications to the shortwave spectrum in many instances that is immediately adjacent to the amateur HF bands. To find out more, go to awrlnews.org uh, slash news for more information. You can also find these links to all this news in my show notes that I will have on the webpage and on buymeacoffee.com each week. And our other last story of news for the week is uh, due to changes at the AWRL, AWRL members will no longer uh, receive a paper edition and now have digital access to four high-quality magazines. The QST, On the Air, QEX, and NCJ. If you have a question or a concern about how to get the most out of the digital editions and how to view the AWRL magazines digitally on the AWRL HQ YouTube channel, uh, they can help you walk you through it. Uh, I believe uh, Steve Goodgame's daughter uh, did a video release around that. Uh, Jerrica Goodgame, uh, KI5HT8, and she explores the features of the digital presentation, including switching between magazines saving to PDF, searching for content, bookmarkings, and zooming in to see content. It all covers the web browser version as well as the Android and iOS applications. If you download the AWRL Magazine app for Android or iOS, ARL will send you a notification to your device when a new edition is available for reading, and they're also available on an Amazon Kindle. So a little uh, about news this week on that, and, and my last two cents on that one is I'm a little disappointed that our dues are going up and uh, they have decided to eliminate some of the QST digital print. You can still get it if you want to pay 25 bucks. Uh, I'm not going to do that, but, you know, I mean, what do you think? Uh, I'm curious what my listeners are saying out there. Uh, we've seen the, the poll from ARRL, et cetera, but um, I'd really like to hear from you on this and what you think, uh, you know, your opinion is in regards to the QSD magazine not being published anymore. Uh, again, your, your boy here, a little disappointed. 
Um, I like reading that paper copy, and uh, it is what it is. But uh, I'm not really willing to pay $25 more a year for it. Is it cheap? Yeah, it's pretty reasonable for 25 bucks. You know, other magazine subscriptions are probably cheaper than that, but uh, I, I won't make that a whole segment. Again, that was just part of the news. Uh, kind of throw my two cents in at the end of that. Uh, kind of one of my stories that I kind of felt uh, kind of got me this week a little bit. Well, let's really get to the nuts and bolts of our podcast, what we talk about um, and what we really want to get into. Now, in this episode, I, I want to bring it back to basics again. And, and again, I'm calling this the uh, episode radio for beginners. Continue to focus on technicians and getting more hams up to par after getting their license. And, and I've found this to be um, kind of being a technician uh, a specialist for AWRL and being the club president and uh, being a VE examiner. I've had a wide array of experience and just seen this in multiple uh, multiple um, layers where people get their license and yeah, just never kind of hear from them again. They just kind of go in the way in the wind. Um, so as a technician class amateur radio operator, you have an access to a wide array of frequencies and modes to explore and to communicate with fellow hams. Uh, it's an exciting journey filled with all kinds of opportunities to learn and, you know, experiment and you can build all kinds of connections across the board within the amateur radio community for, you know, satellite communication or maybe through DMR, uh, Yesu system fusion. I mean, you can talk around the world still using those type of modes, those digital modes, and you don't have to just be on local repeaters with, two meters and, you know, 440. So why don't more hams do this after getting their license? And, and that's a question I'm posing to you guys. I'd like to be able to know, and I think I may put something out on Twitter in regards to a poll. And I'm kind of curious to see some answers back on this. So follow my Twitter feed on this as well. And I think I'll put a question out around that. Why hams just don't do more after they get their license. Now, as a technician class amateur radio operator, which I was for many years, I mean, I got stuck in that groove as well and missed out on a ton of opportunity. But, you know, my life, career got in the way. I, I mean, it was, it was what I, you know, eat, slept and breathed every day. Um, and so, you know, I didn't take advantage of some of those things. I don't think some of those things were even around. But if they were, I just wasn't brought to my attention. Now, you have access to a wide range of frequencies and modes to explore and communicate with fellow hams at a technician level that allows you to, again, literally talk around the world with some of this stuff. So uh, why aren't we taking more advantage of it? Uh, if, if we don't use our bands, we're going to lose them. And I think, you know, ARRL, you know, tries to protect that, and, but we have to, you know, safeguard against the FCC and other people who may creep in on the edges of those bands a little bit. So, you know, they can monitor our repeaters and see how busy or they're not busy. And, you know, it's like, well, we're going to take the edge of this band because it's not being used very much. Now, when you're starting out as a technician, you know, it's essential to grasp the basics of amateur radio operations. And I talked about some etiquette and things like that and how to, you know, understand, you know, uh, some of the concepts like frequency bands and repeaters and simplex operation. And again, I, you know, 
I laid a pretty solid foundation for your radio activities in my last episode. And, you know, these things are taught at the, a very basic foundation level, maybe in a technician class. And maybe they're, you know, briefly discussed. But it really takes a mentor, Elmer, to help figure out these things and walk you through some of these things. And, and you know, I'll get into talking about a club in a minute here. But, you know, I didn't know myself sometimes how to program a radio when I first got started. And I luckily had someone out there to help me figure out some of these things or, um, you know, the other things that I've taken, you know, 20 years to learn. <clears throat> and I've probably learned more in the last five years after getting my general and extra than I did 18 years or more prior as a technician. And so what I've found in my experience is that one of the best ways to learn and get involved in amateur radio is to join a local club, find a local organization where that, you know, that's where it's really helped me out. And, you know, I, I think if you talk to other amateurs, they're going to tell you the same thing is you have to get involved a little bit and, and find those people that know what, what you're looking for, for answers. And, you know, these groups, you know, often host regular meetings and workshops and events where you can meet experienced operators and, and participate in on-the-air activities and just gain practical knowledge through, you know, Project Saturdays. We do that in our own club all the time. Maybe they just have a, a training a, event of some sort. Um, so, you know, there's all kinds of knowledge just joining that local community. It's just it, we really are, a, a, you know, a community of, of amateur radio operators that we have to join together to learn and continue to expand and, and you know, operate what we do and, and communications our basis and I think that's the foundation of life is just being able to communicate whether you're with a friend or you're in a marriage or whatever it might be it's just that is a key thing and we have to be able to communicate with our fellow amateurs and talk to them as well and, and figure these things out now there are other there's other valuable resources for technician level hams as well and that's the vast array of online communities and forums such as Discord, Slack, and, you know, dedicated amateur radio and, you know, even YouTube these days. There's a ton of stuff out there uh, and people making videos. You know, I've got this same podcast on YouTube. Uh, you know, these platforms provide a space for asking questions and, and getting into live chats and seeking advice and sharing experiences with fellow radio enthusiasts from around the world. And they have a ton of good information out there. I mean, there's... I don't have to name them. They're, you know who they are. You can find them. Um, now, as a technician, you have privileges on the VHF and UHF bands, which are, you know, commonly used for local and regional uh, regional communications. And I mean, I can in Tennessee here. I can talk across the state, whether you're in like near Memphis or near, you know, out past Knoxville and, and further, you know, Maryville, Tennessee. I mean, it's just we have the M tier system, and it's a great, you know, repeater system across the board. Um, and there's many other states that have some similar uh, radio communication systems across the board that work out well, you know, in, in the same in the same way. So, you know, explore your local area and, and again, talk to those groups. They might be able to tell you how those repeaters are linked. Uh, make use of those repeaters. Um, you know, those are stations that, you know, receive and rebroadcast signals and extend your communication range. 
Did you know there you know, are programs like Radio Reference and Repeater Book Online that can help you find repeaters along the way when you travel? And you can download and put this into an Excel CSV file and port that into a radio programming software. Uh, I've done that several times. It's great. I love how that works out. Maybe you're going on a vacation or a work trip somewhere. Uh, and, and you can download those files and kind of see where, what routes you're going to go on and find the repeaters nearby. It's awesome. Now, there's one radio out there that will, will beat it all and, and save yourself, yourself a ton of time, and that's RF Finder. Now, that's based off an LTE signal using an Android-based uh, radio, but it does it for you. It's based off the cell signals where it's at. You'll come up with the local repeaters in the group, and it does DMR quite well. Now, it's quite expensive, but very nice. It's around 1000 I think it's maybe $1,100. Um, sometimes you get the ham radio specials. They might be a little cheaper, $8,900, $850, dollars somewhere in there. Uh, but, you know, how many of you out there, I've got one buddy who has one. How many out there have this radio? Uh, do you agree with the, the way this radio is going? Is this the future of communications? Uh, is this, you know the way to go for getting your you know mobile radio and not have to worry about a code plug it might be now they've got some like little seven or ten watt mobiles you can put in your vehicle kind of look like a tablet as well not quite impressed i'd rather have my 50 watts and program it myself but it might be a way to go if you want to touch you know base with a local repeater and you're in good good range 10 watts may be all you need could you probably put a little small two meter amplifier on it i'd say so I haven't tried it. Don't know that for sure, but I wouldn't doubt you couldn't put a communication uh, around that uh, or a, an amplifier on that. Um, what do you think about the RF Finder radio? Um, who else out there has it? Glad to hear from you. Uh, send me an email, w0met at net, and see what you think. Let me know. Um, now, again, I kind of mentioned this earlier, experimenting with different modes of communication is also a fantastic way to expand your horizon as a technician. You know, you can try your FM voice, digital modes like D-Star, WireZX, DMR, mentioned some of those earlier, or even satellite communication. And that's pretty cool too. You can talk even more thousands of miles across on satellite communication. So you just gotta know what the uplink and downlink to the ISS is, and those are easily found online. And so, you know, each mode offers a unique experience and presents opportunities for learning and and growth and you know I've got like one or two people in my local club that do satellite communications and I've learned a lot from them and you know one of them is just a young ham um, with a technician he moved up really quickly got his general um, but I mean he's taught others about it as well and got others interested now don't forget about the importance of emergency communication preparedness along all this with being you know technician uh, you're not left out of that group either so as an amateur radio operator, you have the ability to assist in times of crisis or natural disasters by providing reliable communications when other systems may be disrupted. So again, kind of back to joining some organizations. You have organizations like ARIES or NRACES, uh, the Amateur Radio Emergency Service or Radio Amateur Civil Emergency Service to further develop your emergency communication skills. And that's a whole different level. It's different than clubs. Now, they, I think Aries has to be sponsored by a club, and RACES is sometimes more along more like emergency management. But 
uh, nonetheless, it, it's good to be a part of those organizations and help out with that uh, and be there for times of disaster. Now, the world of amateur radio obviously is constantly changing and ever-evolving, and there's something new to always learn. And that's the great part of this hobby, something I kind of appreciate about that. And it's always, you know, a new learning curve now. It can be frustrating at times, even for someone with an extra license. But, uh, you know, take advantage of those resources available to you. Uh, AWR has some great books. You get some online tutorials. And you can even have podcasts like this one here, The Ham Radio Guy where you can gain insights and practical tips from experienced operators. Remember, the journey in amateur radio is much more about connecting with people as it is about the technical aspects. Uh, take the time to join a local net, participate in those contests, engage in those conversations with fellow hams, and most importantly, I think, building relationships within the amateur radio community, which will help you in your experience and open doors to new opportunities when starting out. I don't know how much I can tell you that is so important in what you do. Well, that's all I've got to say for this week on this. And that's my two cents for this week. Hope that I could even take some of this even more and go even deeper dive. But I would love to hear more from you as you listen to this. And I, I want to know more what you want to talk about. Again, reach out to me at W0MET at net. And, um, you know, I, I really hope to hear from you on some of this and, and what you think about this podcast. I want you to, you know, uh, give me some, some thoughts about this and, and how this works and what you think. Um, are these good topics and these good learning opportunities for, you know, the beginnings and, and of a technician radio operator uh, just getting their license? Looking for all things ham radio related? Visit the Ham Radio Guy website at thehamradioguy.com for informative content, product reviews, and exciting blog posts. Join the conversation on your favorite podcast platform or stay up to date with me on latest trends and news in the ham radio world. Connect with me on Twitter at the ham radio guy. For more even for even more updates and engaging interactions, don't miss out on the fun and knowledge sharing. Subscribe to the Ham Radio Guy podcast today. Well, that takes us over to our time of ham fest schedules, August 11th to the 13th, and that's happening uh, this weekend here, it was the AWL Rocky Mountain Division Convention, Albuquerque, New Mexico, August 19th and 20th. We've talked about this a little bit with Huntsville Ham Fest, hosting the AWRL Alabama State Convention in Huntsville, Alabama, August 25th and 27th, the Northeast Ham Exposition hosting the AWRL New England Division Convention in Marlboro, Massachusetts. And September 1st to the 3rd, the Shelby Ham Fest, hosting the AWRL North Carolina Section Convention in Shelby, North Carolina. And one of the ones that's getting to be more and more popular and well-attended is the QSO Today Academy, September 9th and 10th, 2023. Buy your ticket online at QSO Today, and you can find a link to that right there in the show notes on how to... Uh, get your t ticket online for the uh, QSO Today Academy. Well, if you'd like to help support the channel and become a patron, look for me on buymeacoffee.com forward slash the ham radio guy to join today. Please hit that subscribe button on Twitter and follow me as I provide the latest information for all my podcasts on Twitter immediately after publishing an episode so you can listen to it right away.
in other if you're a buy me a coffee subscriber, you get access to that early content. If you enjoy the podcast, we'd appreciate if you become a subscriber wherever you get your podcast. If you can rate and review the show, go out to Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or you can just go old school and tell your friends and family and neighbors. Hell, anybody you want might hear the, you know, might hear one hear something like this and listen to listen in. If you're on social media, be sure to follow us on Twitter and or buymeacoffee.com. And you can listen to us on YouTube version on the W0MET channel. Well, I hope that you learned something as well this week and that it will help you in your ham radio operations. If you have questions or comments, please leave them on Twitter, podcast platform, or email me at W0MET at ARRL.net. And you can always find a list of all the notes, the news, and links. Uh, in the show notes listed on my website, thehamradioguide.com. Or you can visit me on buymeacoffee.com forward slash thehamradioguy. And also I'll have these posted on Twitter. Well, as always, this is your ham radio buddy in the chair and on the air. The Ham Radio Guy, I say 73, W0MET.